Welcome. This is ActiveSpirituality.life. It is a weekly forecast program with astrology and a guided meditation activation to help you make the most of your week. It's run by Pamela Cuchinell, that's me, the astrologer, and Susie Mazzoli, Master Healer. We invite you to find out more about our individual work, Susie Mazzoli, susiemazzoli-healer.com, or insightoasis.com for astrology. You can also find both of us at activespirituality.life, and we look forward to your joining us every week. Please share with your friends. Here we go. Welcome, everybody. This is already the end of the second month of this year. Zoom, zoom, zoom. Pam's going to let us know all about the week starting Monday, the 27th of February. This is already week nine um, of this year, which is really, I can't believe I'm saying it. Anyhow, I'm sure you all feel the same way. It's going fast. And then I'll be back with our meditation. Pam, what's in store for us? The 27th of February, Monday is still with that nice momentum of the new moon cycle, the waxing moon cycle that began last week with the Pisces new moon. So we're in this lovely energy that's about sloughing off as well as uh, inviting in new. Because Pisces is the last sign of the zodiac is all about having achieved maximum awareness. Obviously, it's something we work for in our lifetimes, but symbolically, there is a lot of wisdom that comes with the Piscean energy, the waiting, the listening energy that is so magnificent in the sign of Pisces, that ability to be quiet like a still pond and absorb what's around. On Monday, the moon is in the sign of Gemini. So it is a mutable sign like Pisces, but it's an air sign. So what's happening is that we are taking that listening energy, that awareness energy of what it is that it's time to reinvent, recycle, make new, slough off. And we're inviting in new ideas. The piece that's important on Monday is whatever comes in that's new or that is exciting us or stimulating us. It's very important that we step up to the responsibility of follow through, that we seek the right partners and support system to make whatever it is that we're working on come to fulfillment in the waxing moon cycle, which we are in, it is a wonderful time to be doing what's necessary to fulfill a goal, an intention, something that you want to make happen. In Gemini on Monday, it's very much about asking questions, also listening that energetically comes from that new moon. 
but asking questions, seeing what's new, uh, delving in to the curious. Curiosity is a very big word for Gemini energy. So with that curious eagerness about what's in front of us, we can bounce off a lot of ideas and get a lot of information fast on Monday. Overall, a good day, uh, especially for people who can take action, have the support they need, are working on the infrastructure to follow through. This is not like fly by the seat of your pants kind of manifestation. It's more about do I have the expertise or am I willing to learn or get what I need to make whatever this is that I want to achieve happen? It, it's a good day also for being alert to the information that's going to be key for your discovering and going forward with whatever it is you're seeking to get some sort of outcome from. So on Tuesday, the 28th, the moon goes void, of course, at 8.07 p.m. Eastern time. So you need to adjust depending on where you are on the planet. But these times I gave her Eastern time. So when the moon goes void, of course, what's happening is the moon is not making another geometric to geometric aspect to another heavenly body before it changes signs. So in the sign of Gemini, as it's kind of careening and not really making any direct connections, we are in a place that can be fun, can be curious, uh, getting exposed to information. But this is if you haven't done what you needed to do contractually or in a commitment aspect before the moon goes void in that about an hour and change window when it is void that's not the time to sign the dotted line or expect something concrete to happen because when the moon is void of course people do not feel the emotional attachment to follow through goals outcome uh, things may happen if there's some sort of connection that's happening to your personal horoscope, but uh, it's always better to just clean off your desk, do things, uh, work on projects already in motion. At that time of night, Eastern time, it just might be time to kick back and just read a novel or watch a movie and just let yourself relax. The moon enters the sign of cancer at 9.40 p.m. And once this happens, we have a couple of days with very different energy than that Monday, Tuesday. Uh, it's not that things can't be productive and things cannot happen. It's just that there is a lot more pushback and um, possible blocks. And this is intensified based on your personal horoscope. So people with perhaps a lot of water or earth in their horoscope, um, late degree cardinal sign, maybe feeling a particular uh, 
power struggle or hesitation in being able to move forward on these days. Now, with the moon in Cancer late evening on Tuesday night, wonderful time for regenerative sleep. I do want to mention, though, on Tuesday, uh, there is a high opportunity window that happens in the late morning until about um, when the moon goes for it, of course, the 8.07 p.m. time. And so this is a particularly juicy time for great communication, really being clear on what needs to be said and getting the backup required to make whatever it is happen that you've got on your uh, list or achievement uh, line uh, line of sight. So on Wednesday, the 1st of March and Thursday, the 2nd of March, the moon is in the sign of cancer and it does have challenging aspects. So what that means is that the moon is making geometric aspects to planets that show a degree of friction or withholding. Particularly on Wednesday, we may experience, and this is magnified if you have certain pictures in your personal horoscope, but some of us may be feeling like, oh, you know, I'm not getting what I deserve. My needs are not getting met. Uh, People aren't here for me. I'm not feeling supported. Or Another piece of this is we can feel like there's so much to do, we don't know where to land or what to focus on. So I think one of the most important things on Wednesday and as we go into Thursday, and we can even be thinking about this earlier in the week, you don't have to wait until we're in this, uh, for some of us who have a lot of water in our horoscope until we're in sort of a more raw emotional state to make these decisions. It's often better to make it when we're kind of more objective and clear of mind. But what what happens on Wednesday is that we can do really remarkable things and attract the kind of support, money, love um, that we need. But we want to sit in the reality of that instead of what for some of us may be a default of, oh, I always have to do it myself for uh, when I ask for help, no one hears me. Or when I ask for support, no one's there for me. I don't have the money for it. If that's a tape that <laughs> goes on in your head, Wednesday is a really good day to look at that and clear it out. And the reason I say that is because there's the Venus-Jupiter picture in the sky that is... Uh, that is exact actually just after midnight, but it is when Venus and Jupiter are together, and you may actually literally see this in the sky, um, it, it can look like a very bright orb. I mean, those are the two brightest orbs in our sky anyway, when we look up. Uh, if Venus is in the night sky, then she is bright and beautiful 
and Jupiter as well. Um, Jupiter being the largest planet, very luminous, very gorgeous. So these planets are in alignment conjunction at this point in time. And Venus is the energy that in our horoscope, we look for to discover, okay, how do we love? What attracts us? What do we feel we, we deserve in this lifetime? How comfortable are we asking for what we deserve and attracting that? And Jupiter is, wherever Jupiter is, it just makes it bigger. So the interesting thing, however, is that Venus and Jupiter are in the sign of Aries. And so this is a very fiery um, dynamic. It's very much about uh, being clear on what you want and stating it in a way that's not aggressive or passive aggressive or um, shrill um, because Aries can be very hot. It can be very uh, warlike. And yet the, the positive manifestation of this is the assertiveness, the clarity of this is what I want. This is what I deserve. I am stating clearly what my requirements are in this relationship, in this job, in this uh, partnership. Um, but keep in mind that this works best with the Venusian appeal to it. The old phrase, you get more flies with honey than with uh, vinegar. I, there is no reason that we have to be strident or, or harsh or demanding because the way that Venus-Jupiter works best is when everyone benefits. It, it's We want to create a, a loving environment, a harmonious environment. And when we think in terms of being warriors or agents for for love for expansiveness for connection this can be a very strong day but some of us may have to get out of our way if we feel some hurt feelings or a sense of not being considered so that there is clarity in the request really really important so that everybody wins, everybody benefits, everybody feels love, everybody feels included. On Thursday, we've passed that alignment of Venus-Jupiter. It's still, we're still getting some of that good energy from it, especially if we had acted in a positive way with it. The important piece here is that as that moon is traveling through the sign of cancer, its final aspect before it changes signs is going to be in opposition to Pluto in, in Capricorn. So 
the lesson of these days, Wednesday and Thursday, is how well do you know your own shadow energy? And, you know, all of those of us who are paying attention, <laughs> it's kind of a life work. It's kind of, ah, I can't believe I did that, or I can't believe I thought that, or I have to be better or more alert so that I don't trip myself up. But I think if we're really paying attention to this, it, it these are opportunity days to really understand the shadow, the dark side, the part of you that maybe projects things you don't like onto somebody else. And when we catch that before it lands in a place that gets awkward or um not communicative or a, a power struggle with someone else, then we are really grasping how we can transcend and, and become more conscious and more aware. So it's it, these are powerful days, but they are not easy days. So one thing to be aware of is if you're someone who has the luxury of a lot of self-reflection over this period of time, it may be easier, not necessarily. I mean, it all depends what you're dealing with. For those of us who are right in the fray, maybe in the middle of a project or working with a bunch of people or moving around quickly or trying to balance a lot of different personalities, these are very, very challenging days because everybody is dealing with this energetic weather. And so how we deal with it, are set, or all each of us can, can handle or has control over is our individual path with it. But if we find ourselves, oh my gosh, you know, teeth are being bared, that person's really upset, you know, then the more aware we are, of how we can work with that in a loving and balanced way, the more the potential to get the really good jewel of that Jupiter-Venus conjunction. On Friday the 3rd, that's when the moon goes void, of course, at 9.22 a.m. So the early morning may be the most challenging time. Uh, give yourself time this morning. It's not a morning when people want to rush. Uh, you certainly want to avoid getting into any kind of argument with a loved one or family member or another woman in your life. But sometimes we can't avoid <laughs> just, you know, the, the pot, what's the phrase, the, the lid boiling over the pot. It's, it, it all depends what went on for us the past couple of days. And in family situations, sometimes that's where people really blow a gasket or or lose it a little or start yelling about why don't I have any clean underwear or you know the pipe burst or the the dog uh, uh, finds a squirrel or something just goes awry and 
the the best antidote for this is to have given yourself plenty of time in the morning where your tummy has what it needs you, know, you have some warm beverage in in your stomach and you're able to cope with whatever might be presented to you and it also can be an internal thing it can have nothing to do with somebody else you can just sort of feel impatient with yourself or a memory comes up or you come out of what I call a dream hanger over you know something just really unsettled you and the piece that can switch all this is at 10 16 a.m the moon enters the sign of leo and so even though the weekend has its own uh, uh, challenges with the moon in leo fiery energy dynamic fixed it's not necessarily as heavy emotional content as that moon and uh, moon and cancer may have been for some of us over the past couple of days so once the moon enters leo then it's kind of okay here i am back in action this is what's going on this is what i'm doing uh lights camera action and you're out and about and doing what Ever life is calling for you. I always think that when the moon is in the sign of Leo and I see the weekend, if you can have at least one evening out, you know, listening to music, a play, a movie, a museum night, something cultural, something fun, dancing, these are things that can lift the spirit and ignite the inner creativity, the play acting child that resides in in most of us and on saturday a lovely day for fun creativity be aware of your surroundings especially as we get into the afternoon some people are moving around faster than they're actually thinking or they're thinking and they aren't paying attention where they're going so it's a kind of accident prone energy uh, especially in the late afternoon early evening so you don't want to be part of whatever that is it's great to get some inspired ideas and thoughts but you don't want to fall off the bicycle on Sunday the 5th, the moon is still in the sign of Leo, uh, another charged dynamic day, which works really best uh, when we are meeting whatever responsibilities we have. You don't want to find yourself Sunday night realizing, oh, I didn't respond to that call. I didn't follow through on that. I told so-and-so I was going to do this. Oh, I can't believe I have to do the laundry. It's, it's best to avoid the kind of late evening shoulds if you can and do that earlier in the weekend so that if there's a fault-finding uh, tendency, which some of us have, or a self-critical thing or a partnering that gets uh, well you didn't do this or say that then just the best thing to do is listen pay attention and make it right 
however you can. Um, The blame game, whether inside our brain or articulated to someone else, it's, it doesn't help situations. And the quicker we learn that, the happier we are. So the moon goes void, of course, at 1018 p.m. in the sign of Leo until 1038 p.m. when it enters Virgo. And really, the, the best medicine you can give yourself is a good night's sleep. Uh, give yourself maybe a nice bath, a foot massage, whatever you need to just rest and be ready for the next week. And now I turn it over to Susie. So this week, Pam, sounds like we're going to need some serious grounding. I mean, that comes up a lot, but uh, this week sounds especially so. Let's jump into our grounding meditation. And as always, folks, you know that you can always just like listen to these meditations as much as you want. Just save them. Like if you know this is good for you, something you need, feel free to use it any day, any time. So let's begin with uh, what I call the pharaoh pose. And uh, for me, this is when you are sitting very straight, nice straight back, sitting in a chair, and you are sitting with your legs directly in front of you. So your thighs are absolutely parallel with the ground. You are uh, squaring off and your ankles are directly beneath your knees. So we're making right angles up to our knees, right angles into our thighs, right angles up the torso, and then we can just tip the head just a little bit forward just so it's a little bit tilted down towards the chest. And as you sit here, Just feel that everything is square and very solid. And if you're someone who prefers to sit on the ground cross-legged, just make sure that you have a nice straight back, of course. And as we're doing a grounding meditation, it's very good to sit with, if if you're sitting in a chair, to sit with your palms faced down on the top of your thighs. So around the middle of your thighs, just so it's comfortable, so that you are really connecting to the top of your thighs and there is a sense of oneness, a sense of everything contained in that space. And then I'm going to invite you all to take a few deep breaths and we can practice some box breathing, which is, uh, again, with the number four. So we inhale for four, one, two, three, four, and then we hold for four, one, two, three, four, and then we exhale for four, one, two, three, four, and then hold again, one, two, three, four. So this uh, commonly called box breathing Again, we're talking about a box, we're talking about the number four, we're talking about a very stable number, and this is also something that really helps us to become very grounded and stable in our body. And give it a try sometime when you're in a bit of a stressful situation or you just need to calm down or you're feeling impatient. It's a great way to calm the mind and calm the body 
with this uh, four breathing, four by four. And depending, of course, on your breath, you can count quickly, one, two, three, four, or you can count slowly, one, two, three, four. What's important is that the, the count is equal in the four different parts of the breath, the inhalation, the holding, the exhalation, the holding. So just as we do a few rounds of that four breathing, it's something that if you can hold it throughout the meditation, it's wonderful. And now I'd like you to visualise at the base of your spine a ball of red light like the size of a tennis ball and that's sitting like near your coccyx, the end of the spine where the spine curls around at the perineum and visualise that ball of red light, beautiful clear red light. So not dark crimson or brown or burgundy, beautiful, bright, red, vibrant light. And in the chakra system that I'm working with, this, this red light is connected to the foundation of our body. And the foundation of our physical body, the densest part of our body, is our bone structure, the skeleton, the many, many bones of our skeleton. So just visualise now your skeleton. Visualise all of the bones in your skeleton, all the way from your feet to the top of your head. Visualize those bones. Visualize all of the bones in the feet coming up through the ankle, through the lower leg the knees, the upper leg, the pelvis, all the vertebrae of the spine, from the coccyx all the way up through your neck, up into your skull. Visualise within yourself your rib cage, all of the ribs wrapping around creating a container for your chest, for your organs, for your lungs, for your heart, your stomach, your liver. Visualise the sternum, the front, your clavicle, your shoulder bones, down through your arm bones and all the many, many bones of your fingers. All of those 200 and something bones that we have 
those 206 bones going all the way. Visualize now the bones of your skull, those big plate bones holding your brain. And send red light through all of those bones, giving you strength, giving you structure, giving you a solid foundation so that you can be solidly here in this 3D world with strength, with power, with foundation. You are grounded. You are centred. Visualise that red light now throughout all the bones as it moves outwards towards the flesh, towards the organs, from the rib cage going inwards to all of the organs, even to the cavities of our lungs. So now your entire body is bathing in this red light foundation, strength, power. Our ability to be here in this three-dimensional world as material beings. Visualize that red light as vibrant, providing health, vitality and strength. See yourself as strong so that if a big wind comes along, and tries to blow you over, you are strong, you are solid, and you have power, and you can stand strong in those big winds, in those big currents. And you are so strong that you can reach out both of your hands on each side and hold someone else if they need help. That you have the power and strength and the foundation to be here now. And visualize now that vibrant red light reaching out to all beings everywhere, to all, all regions of our planet. Visualize all beings being strong and having what they need, not just for survival, but to thrive in this world. Let us make that intention, let us make that wish for all beings to be strong and powerful, for all beings to thrive and for our Mother Earth to thrive. And as we take a few deeper breaths, gently opening our eyes and allowing this vibrant red light to be present everywhere always. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Pam. Be strong and powerful, folks. Love now. You have been listening to Susie Mazzoli and Pamela Cuccinell of activespirituality.life. If you've enjoyed this program, consider a donation. You can find the link for that, activespirituality.life, regardless We look forward to having you join us again for next week's podcast. Please share and have a great week.